the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Oh, thank you. Welcome to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo 5.0. I'm your host, Pat Oni. Follow me over on Twitter at The Pat Oni Show. Also find me over on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, Parlor, if it works. Hopefully it's working. It hasn't been working again for the last week or two now. So if, if it's working, follow me over on Parlor. Um, and then also make sure that you subscribe to criticalthinking.locals.com. Um, you can actually go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. And it's just five bucks a month, folks, where I and Andrew Coppins have teamed up over there um, with, on the critical thinking community. And apparently we are one of the fastest growing communities on the Locals platform. So go and check us out. We've got some new stuff coming up here soon um, that we will be announcing in the near future. So make sure that you become a subscriber now. That's criticalthinking.locals.com. You can also find my show on pretty much anywhere podcasts are played. Uh, It's also find it over on mojo50.com. Um, you can listen live on mojo50.com at 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern every Saturday right here on this very network, plus iHeartRadio and Spreaker. Um, and just do me a favor. Tell one friend about this show and then have them tell a friend about the show. It's what helps me grow. It's what helps Mojo50 grow. It, it It's really what helps us get our voices and our platforms and our message and the things that we stand for out there. It's how we unify together is by by sharing this kind of content, by sharing um, the content that will make you think and challenge your opinions and, and really make you think about where America is today, where you stand today. Doesn't mean that we have to agree. It just means we need some more critical thinking in our lives. And it just means maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe through some critical thinking, we can find some sort of message, theme, value, principle, I don't know, that we can all unify around. But speaking of of unity and of something glorious happening within the the United States of America this this last few days. We no longer have to wear masks. Well, we no longer have to wear masks if you're vaccinated. Or so says Joe Biden. Apparently, you can either get vaxxed or wear a mask. The choice is yours. Those were more or less his exact words. And... 
we talked a little bit about this on Critical Thinking yesterday, and I, I had something that, that came to mind, and I made reference to it. I'm going to play the clip here in just a second. But I just said, you know, my knee, I hurt my knee recently, and I just, I can't, I can't kneel right now. Because that's what it feels like when you have the president of the United States saying, do this or do this. The choice is yours. Like there's some enforceable law that he can come to my door and say, and w- with a needle or a mask and say, choose one. Um, no, no, he can't. He can't. And which just makes it hilarious. But yet he says it in such a way of like, oh, get vaxxed or wear a mask. He might as well have said or else. Which would have been hilarious, but he might as well have. But this line from from Three Hundred came to mind. And if you've ever seen the movie Three Hundred, it's about the Battle of Thermopylae, uh, where the Three Hundred Spartans um, stood up against a massive, massive Persian army um, and took it to them for a fairly long time um, before they all died at the very end. But in this scene, King Leonidas, played by Gerard Butler, is meeting with Xerxes, the king, or as he likes to consider himself in the movie, a god to the Persian army, says this line as Xerxes is making him an offer of, I will make you king of all Greece and lord of all Europa if uh, all you do is just bow to me and kneel to me. And this was Leonidas's response. And this is what I thought of when, when Joe Biden said, get vaxxed or wear a mask. You are generous. Yes, you are divine. O king of kings. Such an offer only a madman would refuse. But the, uh, the idea of kneeling, it's, you see, slaughtering all those men of yours is a, uh, it's left a nasty crap in my leg, so kneeling will be hard for me. Yeah, kneeling kneeling will be hard for me too. Because I just I just can't bring myself to say, Oh, Joe, you're finally you're doing what we've wanted to for the last year, and that's removing all the the mask mandates and telling us that there's light at the end of the tunnel in this pandemic, and and that we can get our lives back and live normally again. Yay! And and seriously, there are people that are actually doing that, which is concerning, um, folks. If you missed my my show on Battle for Freedom the other day, I actually talk about this. I talk about if you want to get your life back, if you want your liberty back and you want to get back to normal, start living your life as normal. Start doing things that you were normally doing before the pandemic. Don't ask questions. Just do. If people give you problems, go about your merry way. Thing is, so they lifted the uh, the 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 mask mandate and stuff here in Utah um, at the in the first part of April, and they've been moving back on mandates more and more the last few weeks. 
um, rolling them back and getting rid of them. Um, they just announced the other day that uh, all the schools in the state um, on their last week of school, whenever that falls, whether that be, you know, in a few weeks or in about a month or so, that they can not wear masks on their last week of school. And Spencer Cox is acting like he's some hero when it comes to this. I'm like, what's the difference between right now and two weeks from now? Because the face diaper doesn't work. We now have studies from Harvard, Oxford, Stanford, um, other major health organizations. Even the CDC is basically saying, you know, you don't need to wear a mask anymore. And, and, and now granted they're, they're suggesting if you're vaccinated, but that's the CDC, but there's, there's other institutions, credible institutions that have looked at this over the last year and said, masks do not work. So if they don't work, why can't we just live normally? And with kids having, you know, one of the lowest to non-existent transmission rates, and the least likely to get COVID of all of the age groups out there. What is the difference between now and two weeks from now, a week from now, tomorrow? What is the difference? No one that is on the masking side of this is has a good answer. No one has a good answer for that. They can't. They can't scientifically explain why we have to wait two weeks to a month to take the masks off our kids. No one knows. No one knows why. It's just, oh, by decree, here you go. It it makes me wonder, really, truly, what's coming down the pipeline that is going to be worse than COVID? What's coming that is going to need to take our attention off of this bad thing over here and make us celebrate something over here? That's that's what I'm thinking about right now. Because Joe Biden, and Joe Biden, by the way, is probably the most dim-witted, senile president I think this country has ever had. And we we shouldn't have had him in the first place. This country has gone from meh, doing pretty good to getting worse all the time under his administration. Now, the way that Donald Trump left things was not necessarily the in the greatest shape either. There are some things that he made mistakes on in the end. But since Joe Biden has taken office, can can you honestly tell me one thing, one thing that has gotten better since Joe Biden has taken office other than orange man bad and no more mean tweets? Can, can anyone tell me anything that is outside of the realm of Donald Trump that Joe Biden has done that's good? I can actually come up with one. And that's withdrawing our troops from Afghanistan. So that that's one. But um, anybody else? Anything else? I I I can't I can't come up with anything. But if we're looking at the inflation 
And we're looking at all the stuff that's going on with the economy right now. Um, and according to CNBC, uh, hiring was at a huge letdown in April with a non-farm payrolls increasing by a much less than expected 266,000 and the unemployment rate rose to 6.1%. Amid the escalating shortage of available workers, Dow Jones estimates had been for 1 million new jobs and unemployment rate at 5.8%. And we've seen gas prices go up. They're the highest they've been since Obama was in office. And we, we, we see people doing all sorts of crazy things with gas. It's actually been really, it's been really entertaining to watch. Um, it's just, it's, it's a head scratcher. But here we are, and this is coming down the pipeline. And inflation is going to be a thing for the foreseeable future. And I, I really wonder what's going to happen with our economy. And then, you know, you've got the border crisis. Um, you've got what's going on in foreign policy right now um, in terms of Israel and Hamas and how his administration is handling that. I mean, it's a joke, people. Oh, and by the way, did you know that he's uh, probably going to give Iran more money? That's most likely going to happen. Um, it, they're trying to get all that worked out now. And here we are. And we're, 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 we're buckled in for the ride. This is what we bought. This is what America bought in the last election. And I know some people are like, well, it was stolen, it was rigged. It was stolen and, and, and rigged, if you will, long before the election happened. Because we let it happen. And this is, this is, this is what we bought. But Jen Psaki... On this whole COVID thing, all this mask thing, this is, this is why I think that there's something more to this whole, oh, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. This is why I think there's more. Let, let, let's play a little. Peter Ducey was actually uh, the one asking some of these questions of what in the science changed? And she can't answer what in the science changed. Let's play a little. There are a lot of questions about the timing of the CDC's announcement yesterday. So did somebody at the Biden administration or in the Biden administration update this guidance for political reasons? No. So what was the medical or scientific reason? What was the big breakthrough to do this yesterday? Well, I know that Dr. Walensky did an extensive number of interviews yesterday to answer exactly that question. But as we've talked... Okay, hold on. Just stop right there for, for just a minute. Because there's a lot, and I'm, I'm probably going to be playing a lot from this because there's just so much in the the clip that I'm going to be playing here. But uh, Walensky talking in, in the CDC, the head of the CDC, talking about these guidelines and giving all these answers as to why these things are changing. What changed from last week to this week? What changed from two weeks ago to this week? Can anybody tell me what the science was that that changed? Because I'm still unclear on this. I mean, yeah, cases are going down. Um, death and hospitality rates are going down. And, and you could maybe attribute some of that to the vaccine. 
Um, that that is maybe because there are a fair amount of people that have at least been vaccinated now, or have at least gotten the first shot. So you could make the case that these vaccines are rather therapeutics. I, I hate the idea of calling it a vaccine. Um, these therapeutics are doing their job in lessening the symptoms and the effects of COVID-19, which are ultimately keeping people out of the hospital and keeping them from dying and having to go through other extreme measures. I, I think that argument can be made, but is that is that the reason why? Because here here we've been hearing from, from Fauci, um, excuse me, Dr. Lord Savior President uh, Anthony Fauci, that we need to, we still need to be wearing masks even though we're vaccinated. And we've even heard the same thing from like we still need to wear a mask even though we're vaccinated. So what what changed in the science to say to say that well you no longer need to wear a mask as long as you're vaccinated because it was you still need to be vaccinated even though you're vaccinated you still need to wear a mask that was the narrative and now the narrative has suddenly changed but I digress let's play a little more talked in here quite a bit about the CDC, not just Dr. Walensky, but her entire team of health and medical experts are constantly reviewing the data to ensure that they can provide accurate and up-to-date guidance to the American people. So based on three factors, as she talked about yesterday, vaccines work in the real world. We've seen a lot of studies done on that, including internally in the federal government. Vaccines stand up to the variants, which at various times has been a concern about uh, the need to continue to masking to mask even as you after you're vaccinated and vaccinated people are less likely to transmit the virus. That's how they came to the decision. And that's what she conveyed yesterday when she announced the decision. But just looking at the CDC's website on the way up here, only 45.6% of U.S. adults have been fully vaccinated as of yesterday. Only 58.9% of the adult population has at least one dose. So what happened to President Biden saying in March that he thought Lifting mask mandates before every adult American goes and gets a shot is Neanderthal thinking. Well, first, let me say that the president, our North Star, has been listening to the guidance of our health and medical experts and teams. And that's exactly. Okay. Okay. Just let's just stop it there for just just a second. Um, Peter Ducey brought up some very good statistics from the CDC website. We have just under half of the country being fully vaccinated and a little over half of the country being having one dose. So again, what what's changed? And they're sitting here saying, well, we're listening to all the medical experts. Again, we have experts from Oxford, Stanford, Harvard. Um, I, I know there, uh, John, I, I, I want to say Johns Hopkins, but I, I can't, I can't remember the name that I'm thinking of, but it's, all have said that masks don't work, that they do not work. So they're listening to experts. What, what experts? Dr. Fauci? <clears throat> um, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to understand what experts they're listening to when the narrative keeps changing, that the narrative is not what it was a week ago, not what it was two weeks ago, not what it was a month ago. So what changed? You can't tell me that this is solely on the vaccine. 
because not even half the country is completely fully vaccinated yet. You can't tell me that that's the case. You can't. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. If, 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 if they tried to do that, it would not make sense because you still have over half the people that aren't vaccinated. That's still a majority of the country. And yet case numbers are going down, deaths are going down, and the um, hospitalization rate is going down. Which, by the way, who, who cares about case numbers? It's really those other two that we care about at this point, right? So why? Why are we listening to them at this point? Why are we giving them any kind of credit when it comes to this whole coronavirus thing? Why are we giving them any kind of of precedence or rule or a say in how we live our lives? I don't understand it. I don't understand the wishy-washiness of this. I don't understand why we're listening to somebody that that can't remember where he was two seconds ago, let alone what he's doing right now um, when he's speaking in front of the American people. Um, and why should we listen to a doctor that doesn't know our medical history, doesn't know um, how we're going to react to to a vaccine or to any kind of prescription medication, uh, if you will, that doesn't really know or at least has been flip-flopping on COVID-19 and what's effective and what's not effective for the last year. Um, I can go back if you... <laughs> we have the clip of, of him, of Dr. Lord Anthony Fauci uh, saying that masks wouldn't work and that they wouldn't be all that effective. And then here he is saying... Let's double mask and let's wear a mask. Like we still have to wear a mask, even though you're vaccinated. Where does it end folks? Where does it end? Where does the, the pandering and the bull crap stop? That, that, that's what I want to know. You know, Utah's just ended their mask mandates within the last month and are rolling it back on for, for state and, and um, school properties here in, in the coming days and weeks. And they're acting like there's some sort of savior in all of this. And the Biden administration is acting like there's some sort of savior. So what's coming? What's happening? I, I don't know. I know there's some issues with the economy right now. I know there's some issues in the Middle East. I, I know that there's some issues, but I, I'm, I'm almost thinking that there's going to be another big shoe that's going to drop here pretty soon because now it's going to be like, oh, look, look at what I did for you while this other bad thing is happening over here. That's, that's what this looks like to me. That said, if I'm right, if something bad is coming down the pipeline, if, if, Something truly bad is going to happen. You need to get prepared. And you can start with your food storage. And that's where I would start. If you're going to be prepared for anything, you need sustenance. You need food. That's easily solvable by going to preparewithmojo50.com. You can go there and you can get an emergency food supply kit from a four-week to, I believe, an, uh, uh, an eight-week two-week and a 72-hour kit, um, and it's 
fantastic. The food will stay good for up to 25 years on your shelf. And the food's actually really good. Now, if you're gluten-free, you might want to be like Andrew Coppins and start advocating for for some gluten-free emergency food supply kits because that'll be very helpful um, for those that are gluten-free. And, I, and I, I'm a proponent of that. I think, I think you know, you, you should be able to diversify that. And hopefully, hopefully one of these days, uh, my Patriot Supply will get around to that. But even if you're not gluten-free, there are other things in there that you can use. Just all you got to do is prepare with Mojo50.com. Get prepared today because we don't know what's coming. Look at the last few months, folks. Look at where our country was before Joe Biden and look at where it is now. Get prepared. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. That is preparewithmojo50.com. All right. Coming up on a break, um, when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on in D.C. and some politics thereof. Um, and probably some more Joe Biden as well. Unfortunately, no Mrs. Pat recipe today because Mrs. Pat's been slacking all week and I, I just, I don't have a new recipe. It's her fault. I'll explain right after the break. You listen to the Pat Rooney Show right here on Mojo Five O, and we will be right back right after this. Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Well, if you said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1820. 855-325-1820. That's 855-325-1820. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org.
Welcome back to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo 5 I'm your host, Pat Oni. Follow me over on Twitter at The Pat Oni Show. Follow me also over on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, Parlor, if it works. And don't forget to go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe or download the Locals app and become a member of the Critical Thinking community over on Locals today. We are one of the fastest growing platforms over on Locals or fast growing community, I should say. So be sure to check us out over on criticalthinking.locals.com. Like I said, we've got some new and improved stuff coming up in the coming weeks. Um, so please stay tuned to that. You can listen to Critical Thinking right here on Mojo 5 from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern every day, Monday through Friday on um, Mojo 5 iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and pretty much wherever other podcasts are played, just like this very show. Um, you can find me over on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and of course, Mojo50.com as well. I do a pre-recorded show. Yes, I know it is pre-recorded. Thank you, Steve and Ari. Um, <clears throat> airs every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And if you guys are wondering what's up with me right now, I've been having allergy issues. So that's why I keep kind of like meh in and out a little bit. If you've caught that at all, um, trying to like not sneeze right into the microphone. I'm also trying to like not like cough and stuff like that either. No, I don't have COVID. I just have some allergies. I went and mowed my yard earlier. And ever since I've just been in these sneezing fits and my just the back of my throat's been dried. It's just ugh, it's gross. It's absolutely gross. But. As I said before the break, no Mrs. Pat recipe this week. It's Mrs. Pat's fault. I'm just saying. In fairness, she has had a very busy week with school. Um, She had this like big event that she was planning for for Friday night and had to be there. And she was actually DJing at it. Who knew that my wife could DJ? Um, And uh, she she was (laughs) DJing for all these junior high kids. And I had to take her dinner and stuff like that. I actually kind of got to watch her DJ a little bit. I mean, it wasn't anything like actual D like she just sat there and used her iPad and that was about it. But you know, I'm like, I just, I asked her, I'm like, are you, are you considering a, uh, a career change? And she just looked at me and kind of smiled and she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you, you could be like DJ Ashley. And, and, and so she's like, no, I really don't want to. And I'm like, well, you you should. Uh, I'm like, I think it'd be fun. But uh, she she turned me down. But she's been really busy all week. We haven't done a lot of cooking this week. So hence why the uh, there is no Mrs. Pat recipe this week. Uh, hopefully I'll have one back uh, come next week. Um, just been a very, very busy time in our household with the end of the year coming up with school and um, just her running around all over the place. I'm um, trying to get everything done and taken care of because this is one of a lot of this is one of her busiest times of year. It's like right after spring when May hits uh, or spring break, I should say, and May hits um, and they're getting ready to the end of school. Her life just becomes turned upside down, so to speak. Um, so no news recipe this week. Like I said, it's her fault. Somebody needs to get her back in the kitchen and start making some sandwiches. I'm just saying. Because um, it's starting to show in my figure, and, and we 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 can't we can't have that. 
We just, we can't have that. All right. So as I was getting into before, I was talking about Jen Psaki and her response to the uh, COVID-19 and the CDC update of, well, if you're not, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. And to the president's response to that. Um, but there's also another issue going on, and that's all this inflation and rising gas prices. And Jen Psaki had something very interesting to say about that as well. Obviously, we've seen um, over the last couple of days, to your point, um, some reaction to the CPI numbers uh, that came out just yesterday. And, you know, our view on that is it reflects the reality of an economy that's rapidly turning uh, back on uh, because of a successful economic strategy. And if you dig into the data, there are a couple of factors at play that I think people are taking a look at now that we've dug into the data more, including the fact that, you know, for example, airfares increased by 10%. But um, what? What increased by 10%? Play that again. You know, for example, airfares increased by 10%, but obviously we've seen... Um, uh, that that still doesn't make sense to me on, on how that's a booming economy. Um, <clears throat> and then... You see people doing weird things with with gas right now, which has people in panic. But yet that somehow translates into a successful economy. Okay, first of all, successful for who? Who is it successful for? Is it successful for the American people or is it successful for the D.C. elite? Just honest question. So who is the economy successful for? Um, two, how do you define a successful economy? That would be another great question I, I would want to know here. Um, consumer prices rising? Mm, I mean, if we're going to go look at supply and demand, um, sure. Um, maybe, but... Gas prices being where they are, where they are. Interest rates being are where they are. And <coughs> will soon be on the rise, and they are slowly starting to rise. So tell me again, what what's the sign of a booming economy? I mean, we, we did have the whole pipeline being hacked earlier this week, which has influenced the, the raise in gas prices. And that's another concerning event in of its own. Which then they, I think they paid like five million dollars in ransom or something like that. Um, which I'm like, so we negotiate with terrorists now? Like, like that's that's our policy on this. Where is Joe Biden? Honestly, where is Joe Biden on all of this? And I, I think this is at least in part why they have pulled down the the mask mandates. From the CDC. I think that's why this announcement came. I don't think this was just solely the CDC making this decision. I don't. I really, really don't. I think I think this is them just saying, oh, hey, no more masks. Never mind this whole economic problem over here. And that one of our pipelines got hacked over here and, and all this stuff that's going on over in Israel over here. Don't don't pay any attention to any of that. This, oh, masks. Masks are gone. We're getting back to normal. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yay! 
I'm not buying it. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not buying what they're selling. And it's kind of freaking me out a little bit because I really don't know what's coming next. I don't, but it's pretty messed up. That's all there is to it. It is messed up. And the fact that we have people celebrating this, that we have people celebrating this idea that, ooh, the government says we're going to get back to normal, that we're on our way back to normal. Again, go back and listen to my show from Battle for Freedom on Tuesday of last week. You want your life back. You want to get back to normal. Start living your life normally. Don't wait for the government to give it to you because it's never going to happen. Normal never was. It didn't exist. And it still doesn't exist. So don't fall into that trap. Just don't. Start living your life normally today. Start being an American citizen again. Start using your liberty as you see fit. Plain and simple. But speaking of of politics, and actually before I get into politics, you know what's something that you really should be considering right now, especially with Father's Day coming up, is getting dad a cat cooler. All you got to do is go to catcoolers.com, use the promo code Mojo50, you get 10% off your purchase. It's Father's Day, and it's going to be the ultimate gift for dad. You know why? Because now you're telling your dad that you're not going to let him be the joke of the neighborhood anymore with a crappy cooler that doesn't keep your food and drinks cold. You're going to get him, help him be the ultimate dad when he goes camping, when you don't have to worry about keeping your food and drinks cold for the entire camping trip. Whether you're gone for a couple days or seven days. Cat coolers will keep your food and drinks cold for up to seven days. So you're good for a whole week. If you're going to go tailgating with dad, you're going to go to a ball game or something like that. Cat cooler will be there to help help him out. In other words, all I'm saying is help dad out. Best gift for Father's Day is go to catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Mojo50 and get 10% off your purchase today. It's just that easy. But speaking of not easy and what's going on in politics and the talks of the 2024 election, which honestly, I don't even know what's going to happen with the 2024 election. I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen with the 2024 election. But here's the thing. We have a new anti-Trump group of Republican leaders threatening to leave the GOP if it doesn't reform. To which I say, good riddance. But on the other hand, I kind of question, maybe they're right too. Maybe. Because I left the GOP a long time ago. The, The GOP has been... Nothing but a failure. I mean, there are certain members of the GOP that I like, but as a party, mm-mm. I will never do stuff for that party ever again. I actually did emphatically in 2014 um, after Mitt Romney lost in 2020 or 2012, I mean, and, um, and then 2014 and the Senate and gubernatorial races around the country. I helped the GOP emphatically with that election. And 
it just went downhill for me. In fact, it, it started really going downhill for me right after the 2012 election. And just watching this party not really hold up its end of the bargain on anything that they promised. That they just kind of rolled over. And they still continue to roll over. Um, and it just, like, for example, House Republicans introduced a bill to fire Dr. Fauci. In fact, <laughs> I, if nothing else, I will give them credit for um, being clever and a little corny, but still kind of funny and a little clever with their title of the bill. The, the title of the bill is Fauci's Incompetence Requires Early Dismissal, which if you do an acronym and spell that out, it stands for FIRED. <laughs> it's called the FIRED Act. was introduced by Rep. Warren Davidson of Ohio and co-sponsored by several House conservatives, including Chip Roy, Andy Biggs, Ralph Norman, and there are others. And basically... I didn't even know this. I, and I can't believe that I did know this, that Fauci had been in his position as the, um, NIAID director, um, since 1984. I knew it was a long time, but I didn't realize it was 1984. So he's been in this position longer than I've been alive. And what they're doing is they're basically proposing a bill that would more or less fire Fauci from that position. And it's basically making it to where you can only serve so much time, which I believe they said 12 years um, as yeah, a 12 year retroactive term for the director. Um, but the position has been held by Fauci since 1984. So, so 12 years is the max that you can serve. Fauci's an unelected bureaucrat. He's made a lot of decisions impacting Americans and their civil liberties over the last year. He has way too much power. And I would argue maybe this position has way too much power as people have given it a lot of, or rather our government has given it a lot of power over the last year. That's the Trump administration, by the way, included in that. So it's funny. I'm, it's clever. It's never going to pass because there's no way the Democrats are ever going to let this pass, let alone if it by some miracle made it to Joe Biden's desk, um, which it won't. Joe Biden would never sign this into law. There's no way in hell that he would ever let this happen. Never. But here's my question. Where... Where is the GOP right now? Yes, they're a minority party. Yes, they're not going to be able to get really much done of anything at all. But outside of these reps who are, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, I can make the, the, um, the argument that they are playing politics with this, knowing that they were never going to get Fauci fired. That This is all them playing politics for the next election saying, Hey, I try to do this. I try to do this, but I didn't, we weren't in the majority party. So we couldn't, uh, we couldn't do anything about it, which is the same old story. The GOP has played for years. And this is why I ultimately left the GOP. 
This is ultimately why I think the GOP sucks. They are nothing but consistent and constant letdowns. So, when I see an article of new anti-Trump group Republican threatens to leave GOP if it doesn't reform, it gives me pause, first of all, but it also makes me think maybe they should. Because, well, first of all, these members that are threatening to leave aren't really Republicans anyway. They're Republican in name only, but they aren't they aren't really truly conservatives or Republicans. Um, Liz Cheney, not conservative. Um, Mitt Romney, not conservative. Uh, Spencer Cox, not conservative. Um, Mike DeWine, not really conservative. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. John Kasich is certainly not. Um, Evan McMullen, which is basically the one that's sponsoring all of this and getting this to happen, um, claims to stand with 150 prominent Republicans and independents calling for reform in the GOP, which, by the way, um, Evan McMullen, if you haven't followed him since the 2016 election, I, I highly recommend that you don't and don't give this man any kind of attention. I'm not giving him any more attention outside of this show because, frankly, he's not relevant. And number two, he has done nothing but make a complete ass of himself since 2016. And I'm saying this, openly saying this, as a guy that voted for him in 2016. And I wish I hadn't. One of the biggest mistakes I have made in my ability to vote since I have been able to vote. Um, Thankfully, nothing ever came of that vote. But Evan McMullen is basically trying to push for a new anti-Trump party. And unless the current GOP threatens to... No, the thing is that Trump and um, has an incredible base within the Republican Party. He's still incredibly popular within the Republican Party. However, however... McMullen is claiming, claiming that, um, where was the number at? He actually has a claim that most of Republican leaders and those in the Republican Party do not like Donald Trump and that wants someone different. I don't, I don't know how much I believe that. I don't. I, I, I could see maybe a lot of people wanting someone different than Donald Trump, but that is, does that mean that they won't vote for Trump if he runs again? No, it doesn't mean that at all. So I don't, I don't really know where that data comes from. That's his claim. Um, he's been looking at creating a new political party and home for, for them and based on principles and intention of empowering them to decide competitive elections around the country and therefore in the direction of the country as a whole. Okay. And by the way, some other big names in this would be like Bill Weld, Mark Sanford, all these anti-Trump people, essentially. Um, okay, so on one hand, I could see why they would do this. And I could see why they're disenfranchised with the GOP, because it's it really has, shouldn't have anything to do with Donald Trump. It's the fact that they can't get anything done. And when they do have the ability to get something done, they still don't get anything done. They're basically a bunch of wet noodles with no backbone and 
can't deliver on their promises because most of them aren't really conservative in the first place. And which is why so many people are upset with the current GOP. That's why I've been upset with the GOP. But Evan McMullen is pissed because, well, Trump got elected and Trump actually did a lot of the things that Republicans have been claiming they wanted to do for years. And now he's pissed and he's pissed that Trump hasn't gone away since the election. Trump's never going away, which is fine. He's an American citizen, too. He has the right to free speech. He has the right to a platform just like everybody else. So get over it. But I just, I wonder, what does this truly accomplish at the end of the day? Does this not create more division? Does this not create more issues for us long-term by splitting the party this way? Now, you could make the argument that the Tea Party may have done this, um, that uh, that also drove a wedge in the in the current GOP and its members. Um, there are other factions that that are more um, libertarian and constitutional way of thinking that have also caused some division in the current GOP, which may not necessarily be a bad thing. It may not necessarily be a bad thing to have <clears throat> some of these members within the GOP. Look at the Democrats, for example. You have traditional Democrats, and then you also have the AOC, Rashida Tlaib, and the squad-type mentality within the Democratic Party. And the division that's happening within the Democratic Party is you've got traditional Democrats versus the socialists of the country, and how that's causing turmoil within the Democratic Party. Here you kind of have the exact opposite going on in the GOP, except now you've got conservatives, the GOP, and then everybody else that's like never Trumpers. So it's basically being split three ways. And I'm I'm just, I'm struggling to see what good could ever possibly come from something like this and allowing something like this to happen within the party. I understand ousting Liz Cheney. I understand um, doing some things like that to um, create some party unity. Because the only one that was really making a fuss about Donald Trump at this point wasn't the GOP. It was Liz Cheney. So, and the GOP's tired of it because it's just driving more and more of a wedge within the GOP. So they did what they could do to stop the bleeding. But I, I wonder, I do wonder if it's maybe a little too late. Maybe. But what does this what does this accomplish at the end of the day? I, I think ultimately this just what it does is it causes more infighting with conservatives than it does actual unity. And if you want to win elections, and this is looking at it from a strictly political science elections standpoint, if you want to win elections, there has to be some sort of cohesiveness. There has to be something to unite around. What does the GOP right now have to unite around other than the fact that they aren't Joe Biden? They're still bitching about Donald Trump when Donald Trump isn't in the White House anymore. 
So what does the GOP have to unite around? Coppins and I have been asking this question for the last few months. What is the GOP doing? What is it uniting around? What are what are its principles? What are its values? I, I, I can't name them. Because it's either pro-Trump or anti-Trump, or ne- rather never Trump. And that's really it. There isn't even anything about Joe Biden in there. It's still all about Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's not the president anymore. It's like it's like the uh the the you've seen like like the movie A Bug's Life where the the bug flies into the bug lamp and shocks itself and dies. It's basically like that with the GOP. Joe Biden and the Democrats are holding this lamp over here and the GOP's like, "Ooh, shiny light. I'm going to go into the light." That's essentially what happens. So it doesn't really accomplish anything good, but I do believe, I do believe the GOP needs a renaissance, so to speak, a reawakening, a rebirth, if you will. I think that's true. I think the GOP needs needs to find its identity again because right now they don't have one. They have no identity other than Donald Trump. And I'm sorry for all of you MAGA forever people out there, but if you're going to win an election, either Donald Trump is winning in 2024 or he's not. I, I don't know that he's going to. I know he's flirting with it. I know there's speculation that he might run. I don't know that he's going to. He's not some spring chicken anymore. And I'm sure the job of being a president and going through the election process, I'm sure it's taken a toll on him as it has pretty much anybody else that's ever run for office. My point is Donald Trump can't be the identity of the GOP. He can't. Because otherwise it's never, otherwise you're going to run into the same problem that you ran into in 2020. And you're going to have that same issue. And then we're going to have another very close election. You want to win this country back. You want to get on the back to the path of freedom and liberty and a country that actually has principles and values. Again, my advice, find the candidate that you can unite around. I don't know who that is yet. I could make the case for someone like Ron DeSantis, but I'm not sold on him yet. I could make the case for Christy Nome, but I'm not sold on her yet. Ted Cruz, I'm not sold on him, and I was a very emphatic voter for him in 2016. You know, those are some of the big names that are likely going to run in 2024 for the GOP. But folks, I don't, I I honestly don't know who the front runner is going to be yet. I, I, we don't have anyone to coalesce around. And if anything, we saw this in the 2020 election. Remember how everyone dropped out and then they all endorsed Joe Biden? That's what the GOP needs to be doing. They need to find someone, someone that they can coalesce around. 
And I don't think that person is going to be Donald Trump. Not with the brand the way it is, not with the country still with the way it is. Yes, you could make the argument that Donald Trump will run again, and maybe he could even win again. Maybe. But if he doesn't, who do they call us around? The GOP needs to find its identity. You've been listening to the Patterning Show right here on Mojo 5.0. Don't get lost. Remember you are. No means no. And I ain't no circle back girl, Coppins. I'll see you Monday night on Critical Thinking. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba.